Hey, Dave here from DC On Screen. If you're following us on Facebook, you might have seen us posting our work that has been sent to fans. This was sent to fans of DC On Screen as part of a promotion. How can you get your own artwork? Simply go over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us good ratings or reviews. Or, you know, bad ones if you just gotta be a dick. And then email us at dconscreen at gmail.com. Tell us who you want us to draw, who you want to draw it, Dave or Jason, and leave us an address. If you like, you can send us pictures of yourself with the drawing after we send it, and uh, we'll post it to our Facebook page where you can tag yourself. This promotion ends March 31st, by the way, so you have to get those reviews in. Jason, do you have anything else to add? It's a little for a lot, Dave. It's a little for a lot. It is a little for a lot. We try so hard. We need your help. We're asking. Our humble offering. Humble. Like pie. (laughs) Anyway, man, settle back, listen to a brand new episode of DC On Screen starting right the hell now. Welcome in to DC On Screen, the 132nd episode of DC On Screen, by the way. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason. Hi. And we are talking about Gotham 214, this ball of mud and meanness. Which, um, sadly, was not a Clayface reference. Yeah. I was pretty happy with that, actually. I said, we don't need another villain right now. <laughs> Why don't we take a moment and breathe with the ones we've got? We've got a damn good Bruce and Alfred storyline going. How about we focus on that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Don't, want to, don't want to try to squeeze in a clay face right now, and then, yeah, here we go. Uh, really quickly, the ratings for this episode was 4.1 uh, million, and but Gotham had got an early renewal. Mm-hmm. Season three is a go. Is so a we go. have 22, 22 episodes to look forward to after this season, mm-hmm. at least. Um, the they, Fox was aver- said it was averaging 9 million viewers across multiple platforms. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's really, yeah, the show's doing all right. Um, didn't we predict, or didn't we say, like, what what were you going to do with season three, like Rise of the Heroes and, I guess, Wrath of the Heroes? And, you know, I'd be okay with that, I guess. I mean, the problem <laughs> is that the heroes that I care about are, like, still, like, 10. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know. But not all of them. I mean, not all of them. Martian would have been pretty much 14. adult age around this time, I guess. Or <laughs> some of them are fourteen. Well, you can start fucking with characters that I really like, but don't mind if you mess with too much. Like, you know, give me a give me like a fourteen year old Ill O'Brien. Oh, oh, shut up! <laughs> what? <laughs> don't put my hopes to that level. These weirdos on Got who are running Gotham aren't going to do that. No, you know that. Yeah. His father will run like probably a, no. His father really will run like a plastics manufacturing factory in in Gotham. That's what I. Oh, Bruno Heller probably just sat up straight in his chair and without knowing why <laughs> went. Who the hell is Ill O'Brien? <laughs> why is his name on my mind? Oh, and young uh, young fourteen year old Ill will have a hobby of uh, of kite flying. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, dude, the, the Arkham Asylum virtual reality program is on point, isn't it? <laughs> So much so that we have to deal with more friggin' Mama Cobblepot. I know, I know. <laughs> By the way, we're gonna get super spoilery. Damn, on, that on guy's this episode got mommy issues, Gotham. man. Yeah, right. <laughs> that cat has mama issues. Uh, I did. I laughed at Strange giving him ice cream to test his responses. I did. Wasn't that uh, wasn't that amygdala? Am I just? It was. Okay. It was. Right. Yeah. I, I, he's he's not. It was just a giant recast, guy. I didn't want to recast from last season, but yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that's Listen. maybe that's why I wasn't as sure as I'd like to have been. But um, yeah, well. oh, but the first one of the first things in the episode, uh, they reworked the crane formula. Uh huh. Oh man, 
love love the note love that little bitty uh little subtlety to it and it reminds me every time they mention something like that that i so want to go back to that story for a second i i want to go back to that kid in the hospital bed having like in a fear coma uh-huh i'm good I, if they i would be I good if they left it alone I, to Until me, it's like they left him in a fear coma. Like it's it's this is a ripening wine, as far as I'm concerned. The longer he's in that coma, mm-hmm. the more I like his character when he comes out. And I don't want to, you yeah. know, get all excited and you know, start drinking from the cask before it's properly bottled here. But man, I miss. I, I want that story back. Mm-hmm. Season three. Season three. <laughs> so Selena gives Bruce a gun. Yeah, cat. Uh, I, I I gather from her uh, advice is probably not an NRA card carrying member. Mm, no, probably not. I'm not sure I like Bruce with a gun, even if it left it where it left us. No, I mean I I just don't like him having it because I I'm I'm always afraid for him when he's got it. But they did a good job with the gun. The gun came How in. How much did you? It like to me the gun came into the story for good reasons and left the story for great reasons. I'm mm-hmm. good here, and everyone learned from it. It was wonderful. So did you squeal with delight when you found out that they were that Bruce and Alfred were going to go see the mutants? <laughs> yes, I did. Well, it wasn't a squeal, it was a, a, a cackle, maybe. I don't know. Possibly a guffaw. But I was very happy. <laughs> very happy. And I'm watching, old, I'm watching old Cupcake there going like, oh, but you gotta come fight, this is my house, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, old Cupcake, you know not what you ask for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alfred fighting was badass, buddy. What? I could have dealt with... I could have dealt without the cartoon, you know, falling over afterwards. That was a little, yeah, that was a little bit of a come down for me. No lie. But before that, man, like, first, the, the advice beforehand, the pick your battles, don't let them pick you. I, like, I wanted to tattoo that on my arm. It was such good advice. Good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the whole, like, training school slash fighting school slash life school thing he's doing while he's taking on this giant man. It's just, And especially when he says, if you're going to beat a big man, all you have to do is outlast him. There's this like moment of, of revelation on Bruce's face where he kind of goes, oh my god, there's no limit to who you can take on. Uh-huh. God. It, like, that's, it, you can tell like however many years from now, like 15 years from now when he's facing Killer Croc for the third time that night and just got through with Solomon Grundy or some shit. You, just, you can tell this is the moment. This is the conversation he'll remember. Mm-hmm. That's what this show promised me. Thank you, show. Good job, sir. Absolutely. Oh, this scene kind of made me feel like I kind of hope that there, that that spinoff with Alfred kind of happens. Right. There's a there's there's a rumor that a show called Pennyworth is is in development, but no idea if that's true. Um, it, yeah, it's only being rumored, and um, I'm I'm on the fence about it. But you show me this scene, fuck yes. At the same time, though, I don't want to see like I don't want it to be. Uh, I don't want to get I'm rid sure of Alfred there's... on Gotham. It's one of the only things I like on Gotham. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty, plenty of stuff we can do. Uh, to cross him over and keep it going. Oh man, yeah. he did call. He did call Bruce Mester B again in the bath in the bathroom in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I did. I loved that. Um, okay, I hated that Bruce pulled the gun out halfway. Like when he's in the hospital, he pulls the gun out of his pocket halfway and then like puts it back in, like very clearly to remind the audience that he has the gun. Right. I don't know. It didn't seem too. Didn't seem too out of place. But I did. I've, love I've never whoever planned to murder, but I assume I would. I would every now and then just have to look at the gun itself and go like, "No, this is real. I'm actually doing this. This isn't just a bad dream." Mm. I can buy it I, at least. I, I did really love that uh, when Gordon got the call about Alfred. He goes, "What again?" <laughs> <laughs> well, Harvey's line for a butler. You sure do get beat up a lot. Yeah, 
my favorite bit about that was like him talking about like, oh yeah, we I'd plan to kill him, but uh, Master Bruce has gone off to kill to kill the guy <laughs> again. And Harvey's like, Please. we're the cops. Do not tell us stuff like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kept thinking, like, oh, Alfred, shut the hell up, man. Just okay, because surely they've got to have a they've got to have a talk about that when this is all over with. Oh, absolutely. Good scene. Um, Good scene. By the way, there's no way any of this now is not going to be in Jim Gordon's mind when he's dealing with Batman. There's no way he's not going to ever know who Batman is. Like, he's got to know who Batman is. (laughs) The way this show is setting it up. All right, all the pieces will be there. They really will. Um, God help him if he ever sees that note Bruce leaves Alfred he, he won't there won't be a, a shadow of a doubt not a moment Mm-mm. that note man that fucking note like I I want I want that whole note just like printed out and and on my wall so I can kind of look at it every now and then it was just that's the mission statement that's the fucking Batman mission statement mm-hmm. written by I guess a 14 year old I guess any around that area right now I guess I don't know mm. but yeah man that's that's it like between last he's episode, close enough. when he's Put talking, the cowl to, on him, right? <laughs> Strap on a cape and throw him out there. The um between last last episode talking to Leslie with his like that's the other Bruce shit, and then this episode dropping the all those lines he did in that note, just oh my god, mm-hmm. it's my little bat. <laughs> and I love what they're getting into there. Like him and Cat are gonna go, you know, just kind of she's gonna go break him in, like show him what the streets are like, show him what real life is like. I fucking love where they're heading with that. That sounds like so much yeah, fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. It does. The only thing I'm I'm worried about is that we may not get to see a lot of Alfred. Because um, mm. I don't know what to do with him. You know, if he's just sitting there like trying not to, like trying to honor Bruce's wishes. Yeah, it's maybe spin that son of a bitch off. Another show. Spin it into another show, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, don't know. I mean, maybe they'll let Alfred get a little Batman-y. Like, start creeping around the city at night and, you know, keeping an oh. eye on him. Oh. Like, oh, Bruce, I never oh. looked for you. Like, no, he was there. He was, you, he was within 100 yards of him at all times. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so, as always, Lori Petty is annoying. I got used to her. I thought I felt the yeah, same yeah. way, and then I, I yeah, learned yeah. she's an acquired taste on this with this role at least. And by the yeah, end of this role, a, I liked her. You know, I, I mean, it isn't. It's not surprising to me that they would cast Lori Petty. I'm sure, like, I'm sure the showrunners of Gotham are the type of people who thought Tank Girl was the best comic book adaptation ever. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. I hope she doesn't stick around for too long, man. Oh, she's annoying. I don't like her. I just don't. I never liked Lori Petty. I um. I don't. I really don't know her from from Eve. I guess in in a lot of scenarios. But man, I, I saw her first few minutes of uh, on screen. First couple minutes on screen. I just um, cringing a little bit. Don't know what to do with her. The makeup's weird, and the makeup's like a throwback to so many things at once that I'm just off put by it in general. Uh huh. Um. And she kind of looked like. I, I couldn't break myself out of this, but she looked. I was calling her Ellen DeJokeris by the end of the episode. I don't know why, dude. <laughs> I don't know why, but in that makeup, in the short hair, it just fucking reminded me so much of her. But um, in, by the end of it, dude, I was absolutely digging her. Like when she's talking to to uh, Gordon later, and she she's like teasing him about his infamous temper, and it's like, "Are you trying to get me riled? Or do you want me to beat you up?" And she kind of pulls the things up. Could you? I don't have anywhere to be. I was really starting to dig her attitude by then. Mm. And I'd kind of gotten used to her voice. I think that was part of it. She has a, a unique voice. I think it's that she's a bad actress. 
by the end of the, like by the end of the scene, I decided that she had done a good job with the role. I just had to get used to it. Yeah, she just always plays everything so over the top, and like she always plays everything like, "Oh, look at me! I'm this like, look how neat I am, crazy outspoken, crazy character that's gonna like rail against authority." Yeah, right, yeah, go right. Away. They're gonna rail against authority with the one song they know. <laughs> We're not gonna take. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they really am I like? Did I hear it wrong, or is that the same song she plays twice in this episode? Like you know what? I don't know. She, I don't know what she apparently played. they just they it come all... out they come out and they do that punk song and then she goes back to room for fifteen minutes and they come back out and do another punk song the same punk song and they go back. Yeah. You know what's sad? It, in that yeah. club, like when when Gordon gets kind of consumed by the crowd, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't afraid for Gordon. I felt bad for that crowd. They they didn't know what they were getting into. <laughs> Gordon's Gordon's a goddamn pit bull sometimes, man. Yeah. Put him in a room full of people that need punching that hard. Oh man. <laughs> Is it just me or is Gotham becoming more and more Tim Burton's Batman? In some ways, I agree. It's just like they it's like they are just gearing towards that as hard as they can sometimes. And it's always reminded me of it a little bit in, in set design and coloring. It it mm-hmm. it's sure. always had that going on. Um not well, I say set design. Um they used more than like a hundred square yards to build their city for Gotham, which was a vast improvement over the Burton Burton version. So like, mm. the way I remember Man, it's been a while. But the way I remember the Burton films, you like watching it. You you're thinking the whole time, like, why does he need a car to get around? Gotham's like 400 feet long. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Oh uh, yeah. But yeah, man. Um, Whereas in this show, Gotham is a series of docks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, um, how much did you love um, Matches Malone? Um, I don't feel like heartily is a big enough phrase, but that was amazing. Right. That was absolutely amazing. It, I think previously that my, my, maybe my favorite scene in Gotham so far had been, um, like my favorite, I don't know, the best acted scene that I could remember was probably the Jerome scene with the, uh, with his uh, dad when he kills him. Because mm-hmm. I, I I really thought he just wiped the floor with that scene, just absolutely sponged up mm-hmm. every last drop. Man, it was wonderful. And this one, yeah, I think I, I think I agree with you overall. I mean, even if it's a small percentage, I think this was the best scene I've seen in the show so far. Absolutely. Um, when he calls Bruce son and right. <laughs> oh, and his his description and... of why why he gets to call him son was fucking gorgeous. Yeah. I made you the way Gotham made me. Right. The, the way, way your rich <laughs> parents. Made, made Gotham. Gotham. Might as well call you son. Right. That was just, oh man, Mwah. just perfect. And then when he wants Bruce to kill him and Bruce doesn't understand why, he's like, a man gets tired of doing wrong and going unpunished. He starts to wonder if there's a God. Right. Ah, right. Absolutely. That's amazing. I mean, I didn't even, God, I don't even have notes on that scene. I just, I, I like, honest to God, my notes for that scene are fucking amazing. It's just like, hyphen, fucking amazing. That's all I wrote down. Yeah. Like his facial tics, the his teary eyes, mm-hmm. the, just every that dude played it well, and I never want to see him again. Right? No, it, it ruined it. He does not belong in that little fucking Hugo Strange basement. Nothing like that. Let it be. He he kills himself. That's where he do, he <clears throat> needs to be. That's it. That was no more, please. Amazing. Please no more. Except for um, <laughs> except for the line. I have one more note. I should say. I uh, I wish you were a monster, but you're just a man. 
That's that one. That was so good. I mean, that was dope. And you can see Bruce kind of getting there with it. That he's mm. and God, he's so hurt up front that he just he doesn't even remember him. Like as, as devastating as this was to Bruce, it was it it was a flea getting brushed off to him. It, it made no difference in his life. Like he's swatted flies that he may remember more cleanly and thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And then as he sits there and describes, just you know, he doesn't remember anybody. And then he describes like that one guy that was kind of a crybaby and. He remembers mm-hmm. him. He dreams about him sometimes as if he was important. It's just, it's the most detached, and, oh, wonderfully detached, too. Like, detached for the right reasons. It, it, this is a character that the moment I was introduced to him, I immediately understood how tired he was of of being alive. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole time the scene's getting there, where it finally gets to the point where it's he's getting more explicit about where he should shoot, and even giving him guidance, like, right here, a little bit low, don't miss, you know? Just yeah. wonderful. It, it, every little baby step toward the end of, of that. When he finally drops the gun on the table and just decides that he's not, he's literally not worth killing. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure exactly how he was going to get out of the room. I thought for a second he might take the angle of, you know, it, you're clearly, you know, I, I think I can punish you more by not killing you, which would have been true. I, I, I don't know if it was a combination of that with, uh, with the other kind of stuff. Like, um, I mean, God, it, between that and just the idea that for Bruce he has this he has this conversation with a real person and he's it's no longer this creature in his head you know he, he finally gets to gets to talk to the guy and see what was what's going on with him and realizes it's not he's not an ideal and he's not a symbol and he can't how does he put it later you you can't kill murder in his little note mm. <sighs> something I don't know you can't kill a murderer or no, I don't remember it, it says like, yeah, it's like I, yeah, I think it was like you can't kill murder as in like you can't kill the concept of murder and, and, oh I thought that's what he said. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't ah. think that was what he said. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that concept's in that note some damn where. I just can't remember where now. <laughs> I only watched it one time. It's a long note. But he, um, yeah, man, wonderful, wonderful. They got out of the scene, and uh, it, I would have been more disappointed if Matches hadn't killed himself. Yeah, that was that was perfect. That was the way to get out of that. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on uh, on Eddie? Um, I like him having a spine and everything, but and I even like him being a little bit paranoid and crazy and. Uh-huh. I like all the plotting, and I even like the little question mark on the paper at the end. But, mm-hmm. dude, inside voice when you're being paranoid. <laughs> like that, I and I like this guy's doing a good job. Is is, is he? Uh, is he? Uh, is he Corey Michael Smith? Is that what his I name? think so. Yeah. yeah. I I keep feeling like he gets put in bad situations because I don't think he did a bad job with that scene in the when he's in the middle of the precinct when he like overexposes everything he's thinking and wants to do to the middle of like, in the middle of the damn precinct. Mm. That was just ridiculous staging. No one should ever have told him that's where you stand, and we're gonna do a close up here. Why? You... That was fucking ridiculous. Yep. Like that. That needed rethought badly. Hell, do a do a pull shot. Like have him do exactly that. See Gordon. He doesn't have to be looking at Gordon the whole time. That didn't serve any purpose for us to be seeing Gordon while he's having this conversation. Have him go back mm-hmm. to his private little hallways and his private little lab and do a little pull shot down the hallway while he talks to himself, rather than standing in the middle of the crowd. Telling everyone what he's about to embark upon with Gordon. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Oh, I did finally have a moment where I liked Peabody. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was just it was it was fleeting, but um, <laughs> she he, uh, Hugo tells her like their uh, you know deeper plans, whatever. And he has deeper plans you? for Cobblepot or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and uh, she tells him like deeper than building semi-human creatures in the basement. Yeah, I I I did that one. I finally liked her for just a second. Like I don't want to know about your deeper plans. <laughs> right, that's all. That's all you, buddy. Heavy as the head, you know. <laughs> I, I, I dug at that. Heavy as the head. 
I dug that. Oh, and, and I laughed. I really laughed um, at several things. When when Penguin gets in there, they give him, uh, and I liked the little test they put him through, like the ice cream test and the mm-hmm. the one where they just tie the guy up and give him sharp objects. Um, <laughs> those were all those were all funny, funny little tests. But then he gets to like the end of his his uh, his tenure there, and he gets literally like a certificate of sanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, if you have a certificate of sanity, is the most tangible proof that you do not deserve a certificate of sanity. If anyone right. has ever had to specifically stamp stamp upon you that nope, you're sane, which by the way is impossible. That man can be trusted less. And only the only person that can be trusted less than the man that is receiving that receipt is the man handing it over. Mm-hmm. Which will be true in this case. And by the way, I'm calling it now. I think Penguin kills Hugo Strange at the end of this arc. You think? I think he's the one who kills him. Just throwing it out there. But in that scene when he's getting his little certificate, you notice his bangs were finally like down. Mm-hmm. Like they've been using his bangs through the course of this episode. They did. They used his bangs to display like how angry he was. Mm-hmm. Apparently they they poke up and get into that like we were talking about him the other day. That stupid Damien witch boy character. Oh, Clarion. The, Clarion. Sorry. Um. Yeah. The like universally hated Clarion the witch boy or whatever his name is. Why is he universally hated? I've I for sure as hell don't like him. I didn't think you did either, and I've never met another one who did. You know. This is an anecdotal. I haven't exactly like taken it upon myself to do testing or something, but man, is not a likable character. No, he's not. He's a whiny little bat. But um, yeah, man, uh, his bangs through the episode cracked me up. Like when he's sneaking up behind his mom, they're they're full on devil horn. Like he's got old inverse devil horn. Like they're they're full on shaped pointy objects coming down on the on his eyebrows, and then mm-hmm. later when I guess he's good to go, he's just a dude with unkempt hair. Look more like a bad Beatles haircut yeah I don't you know I don't know what to feel about penguin honestly like because poor poor Oswald he looks so happy when he gets that certificate he looks so proud he does what do you think they're doing with him (laughs) nothing good (laughs) I'll put it this way I'm confident that he was not so much released from that prison as unleashed from that prison Mm mm-hmm uh, I mean, I get the feeling he's going to go meet his daddy. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I forgot that that was coming, so that's definitely coming. Yeah. And uh, between uh, Twixt, uh, his daddy, and uh, and Hugo Strange messing around, mm-hmm. I think he'll become the most vicious little bastard you've ever met. If he wasn't already. Oh, maybe he's going to go kill um, Maybe he's gonna go kill his dad and remember who he really is. Maybe. I really hope, you know. I really hope we don't have to deal with any more Mama Cobblepot, but... I'm assuming the Riddler's going to be involved in this. I'm assuming... I mean, Ed's pretty much gone off the damn deep end and enjoys the hell out of it. Right. So, I don't know. We might get an episode or two of, of Penguin trying to be like, no, I don't I don't hurt people now. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sane. <laughs> I'm willing to bet you've got a little bit of that ahead of you. I did just read the episode description, and it is... It is uh... Yeah, it's for sure. He's meeting his dad next episode. Uh, next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and it looks like maybe a sister. Oh. Or two. I don't know. His dad's apparently going to be named Elijah Van Dahl. And then there's a Grace Van Dahl and a Sasha Van Dahl and a Charles Van Dahl all listed in the credits. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember uh, someone being uh, cast as, I don't know, like a Rebecca Van Dahl or something. I don't know. Gotcha. I don't have memory for things like that, man. <sighs> They'll be around. That's what next week's for. It is next week, right? Yes, ah. next week. It is, it is. We're good. Ooh. Mad Grey Dawn, they're calling that. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Well, I don't have anything else to talk about on this episode. I like this episode uh, for the most part, except for that weird shit with Eddie. I pretty much liked it a lot. Yeah, the weird uh, shit with Eddie, though, was just... Uh, as much as we think they're getting Riddler better and better, and I do, I think they're slowly getting that character somewhere. I really like him, but then they'll do weird shit like that. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. Totally dug the Which episode. Is, Even Eddie's little uh, little comment, like, what do you what do you think Doherty's uh, doing right now? Is like, Oh, he's rotten. How, do you, how would you describe to him rotten? <laughs> you know the thing with the thing with Eddie though, and they might be getting this right. Like him standing in the middle of the place, like telling you know talking about what he's gonna do. Yeah, it's kind of Riddler's sickness anyway. Oh, the uh, compulsive uh, yeah confessor thing. Yeah, like that's Murmur pretty style. Much, like the shit. I mean, he has to pull it out some way. He just eventually smarts himself into gets smart enough that he starts doing it in riddle form. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Which is I guess a hobby has to begin with. So and. That part I like. I mean, that's that's yeah, yeah. That works for me. Mm. Works for me just fine. I dug the episode, man. Yeah, dug it. All right. Well, I mean, you know, I'm gonna pull another Supergirl on this one and be like, well, if they, you know, they keep it up at this level, I'm I might be happy with it. They they might. I mean, <laughs> they put a couple pieces in play right now that are really dug. Mm-hmm. And Bruce's training is in full. I mean, it's dude. He's in fifth gear on training. It better be. I mean, he was already apparently only stopping. You know, the, the heavy punching bag activities long enough to barely get some sleep and shove some food in his mouth. Mm-hmm. From the way Not you hear Alfred food. describe it. The kid is too thin. <laughs> You're going to send him some whey protein. <laughs> just sprinkle it in. Just sprinkle it over whatever you're eating, buddy. A whole room full of lawyers are gathering in a room right now. Like some guy on a podcast has been body shaming David. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry, David. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. It's just, just that, saying. you know... You're Batman, fifth, come on. In, it, yeah, it's just Dick Grayson at this age would have kicked your ass. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That'd be useful information one day. And he would have looked at us and then his best Conroy gone, and who trained him. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, David. <laughs> <laughs> right. We are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher, Twitter, and Facebook. We are all over the place. We're proud member of the giant size team up network you can also uh go listen to our buddies matt carroll and jeff randall at the marvel cinematic universe podcast mcucast.com we'll be back tomorrow with our uh <laughs> our review of lucifer 108 at two doctor mm-hmm. until then keep some dc on your screen